0: I on 2020 episode 129. Have 2020 vision with Eye on 2020, the podcast that brings you all the news and events in the lead up to the next presidential election. I am Ray Eaton and I will keep you up to date as we approach November 2020 with a libertarian perspective of all the candidates and their policies along with the news. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's clear our vision. What's up, everybody? Ray Eaton here, the host of ION 2020. That is right, your source for the news the related events, all the things that are going on in the 2020 election. I've covered the Democratic debates last week. I also cover lots of the stories that things that are going on with the Democrats, as well as what Trump's doing, as well as I try to focus a lot on some of the libertarian issues of our day as well, or the policies that a lot of these candidates are trying to initiate, and then also how it would affect you as a libertarian, and also some of the the critiques of those policies from a libertarian perspective as well that's what i do monday through friday for you i will be doing it monday through friday this week as well and the reason why is that even though or that i'm not going to be recording on july 4th i've already recorded that show for you guys and i think you guys will like it uh but you know keep keep an eye out on july 4th for that show as well and make sure that you keep on listening to the show and you could do that By subscribing to the show, if you're a first-time listener, I appreciate you visiting today. You know, you might have found me. I know that if you type in "libertarian" on Apple iTunes, now I'm very excited about this. If you type in "libertarian" on Apple iTunes, I come up as like the fifteenth podcast, which is amazing. I've never, uh, I've always typed in "libertarian" in the past, and I don't even come up. And now my show does, so I must have enough shows out there. I must have enough support from you guys that I'm actually showing up in some of the search results as well, which is really exciting. Uh, It's it's kind of like a a milestone for me at this point, and I would like it for for it to show up now when you type in Libertarian Podcasts, somewhere on Apple iTunes, but if someone's searching just Libertarian, then they'll find the show, and I appreciate that, that's because of you guys, because you guys are listening to the show, because you guys are supporting the show, as well as sharing it with your friends, so I'm getting the 5-star ratings and reviews, go ahead and keep on giving me those 5-star ratings and reviews as well, if you like what you hear, if it's your first time listening, like I said, I appreciate it. And go ahead and subscribe to the show. You can come back again and listen. And then also, IamTheEmpire.com is where my website's at. And that's where I post little bits of information with regards to what's going on across the world uh, from, you know, American policy as well as other countries. I go to their websites, and I go, or not their websites, but I go to the newspapers in those countries. A lot of propaganda and stuff in these different countries. But I want to see what their sides of the story are as well. So if you're interested in knowing the other side of the story not just the American side of the story, the American journalist side of the story, but the you know, the Iranian, the Syrian, the Venezuelan, the North Korean and so forth. I try to find as much information as I can from those places as well so that we can make sure that we are able to see everyone's side of the story because all propaganda is, is, is everything tuned into the way that we look at the American perspective. And I want I, I like to see the other side perspective as well. And that's always fun to see. So eyeontheempire.com is where you'll find that. You can also uh, type in I on the Empire on Facebook and on Twitter. And all those news stories go there as well. I love to hear stories about what people are doing. I do. I love to hear what they're doing with regards to moving libertarianism forward. So if you want to tell me your story, if you want to share your story with me, maybe a minute long or so, you can email me, ray at iontheempire.com and at that spot, at that email address, you can email me at your story of what you're doing, maybe you send me links to your website, think, links to your podcast, you can send me links to you know news articles that you've published, and so forth, and I'll talk about those things on the air, you'll get the last minute of the show, every single time someone does that, okay? Or if you would like to, you could also go to anchor.fm slash ion2020 and there you can actually send me a voice message and then you could tell me what you're doing and I'll probably publish that on the air as well if it sounds good okay and keep it to around a minute minute and 10 minute 15 seconds or so but try to keep it around that amount of time and if you do that I'll go ahead and uh, release that on the show as well for the last minute uh, it could be about your show it could be about your podcast your organization or your website or whatever you're doing okay let me know that, that's anchor.fm slash ion2020 and that's also the place where you can support the show with a 299 499 or a 999 donation and uh but yeah i really am enjoying what i'm doing here i really enjoy what you guys are doing i hear a lot of people's stories about what you're doing out there and those are things that i want to feature on the show I want to make sure that we can start this movement going forward. We have a movement. We have a strong movement in libert you know in libertarianism. There are a lot of people doing a lot of different things in this movement. And I I've, I've been finding more and more people on what they're doing. And it's exciting. And we could build on that. We can really build on that. Because look at what we're look at the way that things are set up right now with the Democrats. They are so far left. You guys heard it. You heard it on the on the debates. If you didn't listen to the debates, well, you heard it on my show. These guys have promise after promise after promise. They are pandering to every constituency they possibly can. They are dividing people into separate groups. They are pandering to every individual that they can in order to get people to vote for them because they think that that's a winning message. But I don't think it is, guys. I think that American the American people can see through that. They're start they're realizing that the Democrats are so far left and they're pandering so far to the left that I don't think that that's gonna be beneficial to them going into 2020. I think it'll actually benefit Trump going into 2020. As long as the economy is going good and so forth, um he'll be able to run in the economy. They'll be running on all the free stuff. And I don't think that... Um, I think that Americans can typically see through the idea, especially the independence. They can usually see through all the free stuff that's being offered. They can see it and realize that it is not something that's even possible, that the national debt is so high. And you never hear about that stuff in the news, I know. You never hear about the national debt and the fact that the country is broke. But you'll definitely, I think that the American people generally understand that. Especially independence. Now the far left people and the people that are, you know, that declare themselves Democrats, they probably want to see as much of the, of the government taking care of people as they can. They want to see as much of the free stuff as they can. And that's what they're going to vote on. And that's what I mean. You see that right now. That's why these people are pandering because they can I don't think it's going to be good for the Democrats going forward, but I do think it's going to be good for the Trump administration going forward because he's going to able to run on this idea that these guys are being socialists and all that. But whatever, I mean, that's neither here nor there. That's for us to start educating people, I've said that in the past, so that we can start getting a movement going forward that in 2020 and then in 2024 we will be able to put up a candidate that is completely different from what the mainstream is hearing you have the populist message of the republicans now they're totally moving towards a populist message whereas the democrats they're moving completely to the left and then the libertarians will just step in and be the voice of reason that's my feeling and after listening to the debates last week you know listening to what they're saying listening to all that i just get the feeling that we're going to be looking at a spot as libertarians where it's going to be very hard for the third parties in general to have a very strong candidate. So what we need to start doing now is just getting out there and just educating people using mass media. You know, not you know the media that we have now, podcasting, the internet, the the different websites and so forth. We have the ability to get our message out there, especially to the younger people. And right now, those younger people seem like they're moving towards the socialists like the Bernie Sanders that are out there and, you know, Elizabeth Warrens. And we can start changing the next generation and get them to start looking at people like Ron Paul again, uh, Justin Amash, you know, people that are libertarian-leaning Republicans, as well as libertarians that at least they can get their foot in the door into, at least we can start working to get our foot in the door into the public arena in order to start showing that libertarianism works but i don't know how that's gonna i don't know how that's gonna play out down the road i just feel like 2020 is not going to be the time for the third parties i've said that several times in the past and that we need to start looking at 2024 we need to have a good strong candidate in 2020 that's going to be like a, I don't know, someone that can expound upon this message well that's what i think is going to be the secret but anyway that's what i wanted to talk about today is this the idea that Trump went to North Korea? I'm actually, I was actually excited to see that he went to North Korea and actually went into North Korea over the weekend. That was pretty impressive, to be honest. And I, you know, I'm not a supporter of Trump. You know, I'm not a defender of Trump in any ways. But I do think that it's very, you know, it's probably one of the most important things he's done of his presidency is to take that leap of faith and go over there and and reach out to the North Korean leaders and start trying to have some diplomatic relationships with these people, I think it's important. And, in, you know, it, it, will will deescalate a lot of the negative situations that are going on in Southeast Asia. It'll, he's going to be, it's going to allow America to have better relations with North Korea over China and so forth. And that's all this diplomatic mumbo jumbo You know, BS that I can't stand and it's all the status stuff that goes on. But the more safe the world is in general, the better that is for libertarians, right? And the better that is for you and me because we don't need other foreign powers blowing each other up. I mean, that doesn't make sense whatsoever. So what we need to do is support the leaders when they do something good. All you heard over the weekend, though, after this happened on Sunday and Monday, is that these Democratic candidates are just like, up in arms about Donald Trump doing this, saying that he needs to take a firm stance against North Korea and that this was the wrong message to send to the North Korean regime who's evil and, you know, murdering their people and all that. I just don't think that's the case, guys. I don't. I think that these Democrats have to say that because they just can't, they just can't let, you. Know, they can't give credit where credit's due. And credit is definitely due With Donald Trump doing that, I mean, they say it was a spontaneous visit where uh, he was over there in Japan for the G20 summit, and all of a sudden he sends out a text and says, "I'd like to meet with Kim Jong Un over in North Korea. Let's meet at the border." And then Kim Jong Un responds and says, "Yeah, I'm gonna all meet you. That's fine." And then they set this thing up, and it was rushed and put together. I don't know if that's really true or not. There's probably some kind of preconditions going on or something that happened. That we didn't see that allowed for this to happen. That's why Donald Trump sent that out. But that's the that's the propaganda that the Trump campaign sent out. That's the same propaganda that the uh, North Korean, the North Korean leader sent out as well, in order to get everyone to think there was some kind of spontaneous thing. But whether it's spontaneous or not, the fact is is that they met. They did something that's relatively historic in the sense of the first president to go into North Korea, right? And also, it allows for them to open up diplomatic talks again which seemed like they were stalled out this might actually be beneficial in the sense if Donald Trump decides to start reaching out to Iran also I mean you know that John Bolton and Mike Pompeo are f- flipping flipping over this right now I can tell you what because they want war they want war any chance they get so you can know that that's the case but I think that it might be good that it might end up Allowing the Iranians to see, hey, maybe he is willing to open up talks. Let's go in and talk with this guy. Who knows? It's possible. It's possible. It might be good. Whatever it is, the Democrats are up in arms about it. The only person I saw, and I, ca- I check all the tweets, I, or I, I, not all of them, but I look at the tweets from the different candidates, and the only one that I saw that said something positive about this was uh, Andrew Yang who said that you need to give credit where credit's due, and that's a good thing. So he was actually saying good things about, but like Elizabeth Warren, she was saying we need to punish this regime, we need to go back to whatever it was, and you know that we were doing in the past. And I actually responded to her tweet, and I said, oh yeah, go back to what we were doing in the past, just ignoring the problem, right? Um, that's not going to work, and da da da. You know, I've I us. I thought it was crazy that she would say that. But she cannot give credit where credit's due. And the reason why is because she's running against Donald Trump. She's running for that Democratic nomination. And are they trying to appeal to the Warhawks or something? I'm not sure. But it's a good thing. It's a good thing that he did. You give credit where credit's due. There's no reason why you wouldn't. And whatever happens in the future, at least... Donald Trump did reach out to Kim Jong- Un. I don't think that we're going to have war with North Korea anyway. I don't think that I, I mean you, I think that the only reason why they decided to develop nu- nuclear weapons is because they realized that they would give them, it would give them some sort of negotiating power, something to bargain with, something to show America that we can stand up to you and you can't just bully us around. That's the only reason why they did that. That's the only reason why they develop nuclear their weapons. It makes sense for them to do that. That would be the rational thing to do in a world where America is the only superpower. The way that I think it's going to help Donald Trump going forward is it gets his supporters behind him. It also gets lots of good press for him over the next several days. That's going to help out his record right now on his approval rating. It's definitely going to help out his approval rating. And on top of helping his approval rating, I think it really did one thing that's going to help him out. And this is this. This is as follows. He was able to, with this one thing that he did, he sends out this message on Friday. And then it covers the news from Friday to Saturday. And then all of Sunday it covers the news when this actually happens. And then Monday, same thing. It's all over the news. What it did is it got... All of the Democrats on the defensive over the weekend, all of these Democrats who were lined up to do the Sunday shows over the weekend, the only conversation that they had with the people that were doing the Sunday shows is Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, right? Was it a good thing? Was it a bad thing? And it puts all of those Democrats on record as being slight war hawks, as people that are not for peace and and puts them in the position where they're not defending their own records, they're not getting their message out there, they're getting Donald Trump's message out there. So by doing that, the Democrat debates were on Wednesday and Thursday. On Friday, he sends out that tweet. So the news cycle goes from all all debate all day to Donald Trump is going to meet with Kim Jong-un, all the pundits, like, he just controlled the news story from Friday until today even, and it'll probably go on for the rest of the week also. Because now for the next two weeks, they're going to be talking about how they're going to get to me and all this stuff. Um, whether it was a good thing, or it was a bad thing, but all the Democrats, they're now off message. So that is a win for Donald Trump on the election side as well. And I think that... That, I mean, he might have strategically did that. Who knows? That might have been a strategy. That might have been, a, you know, it's showing him as a leader in America. It's showing him as a world leader. It's showing him as a peacemaker. It's putting him on a good footing for the American people who are going to think, wow, at least it is something. Because even me, I was sitting there watching it when I heard about it, that he went in, actually went into North Korea. I was like, wow, that's really good that he did that. Because it, I mean, because it shows that they want peace. And peace is a good thing. So, the Democrats, this is a loss for them. It's also a loss on the news cycle. And you know who controls the news cycle controls everything right now. And that's what Donald Trump was able to do with this. So, let me know what you guys think, though. I'd love to hear what you think. You can email me and let me know what you think. Ray at IonTheEmpire.com, okay? And if you let me know what you think, I mean, I'd love to... um, I'd love to go ahead and, and, sh- and share some of your thoughts of this as well. And if you think I'm completely wrong, let me know. Let me know your story, why you think that is. Because I am always willing to learn. I am always willing to be humble enough to hear what someone else has to say. And then I, I'm willing to change my opinions on things. I am not one that thinks I know everything. I hope you guys know that about me by now. Uh, but anyway, guys, I appreciate you listening to the show. A little shorter today, I apologize. Uh, I just want to make sure that you guys know how I felt about this Donald Trump thing. I did not bring that up yes, on yesterday's show, and it was kind of new. The, sh- the Friday show it was kind of new, and I, and you know, I, s- I focused on the campaign or the election and the um, the Democratic debates on the last show. But man, I just wanted to make sure that you guys know how I feel about this Donald Trump thing going over to North Korea because it's definitely a win for him in the on the political campaign. I bet you'll start seeing in the Rasmussen Daily Tracking Poll now the approval rating will start going up for Donald Trump because of this. Every time he does something that's peaceful, every time he initiates a peaceful action, his approval rating starts going up. It's pretty impressive. And then if he can just get off this whole BS with uh, Iran and trying to start a war with Iran and reel in John Bolton and all the warmongers over there, if he could just do that, His approval rating will go through the roof because of all the peace that's going on in the world in his mind. If they could just shut up about Venezuela, you know, just stop trying to have regime change everywhere, he will be called, as Scott Horton said in the past. Scott Horton is actually from Antiwar.com, and he also has the Scott Horton Show. You should definitely listen to him if you don't already. But he says that Donald Trump will be called, you know, Donald the Great, Donald the Peacemaker, if he just ends all these wars and it'll be amazing if he does if he does cuz you could see some things moving forward with Afghanistan now hopefully it's starting to wind down hopefully they're stopped i mean you don't hear syria in the news anymore which is probably a good thing hopefully it's a good thing maybe they're trying to change the tide over there i don't know but i do know this is that the more peace you have the better his approval rating will be Because nobody in America wants war, it seems like today, except for those major war hawks and a few people on the far right, the neocons, and that's about it. Most of the Republicans that I hear nowadays are, you know, foreign policy people that want to end the regime changes and all that, so uh, that that could be, I mean, not most of them, I'm sorry, I can't say most of them, but a lot of them are, uh, that I hear about, so. Anyways, anyway guys, I appreciate you listening to the show, I do. Uh, Keep on coming back every day, listening to to the show. I will make sure that I am covering this election for you and also covering the policies, the proposals that they have. I think a few of my shows next week will probably be on the specific policies that I heard from these debates and how they would affect you and how they are not libertarian and how that it will probably bankrupt the entire nation. So... That's the, I mean, I, I want to do some focus on some of these policies just because there were some crazy stuff talked about during the, uh, during the debate. Like yesterday's show, Medicare for everyone in the world, essentially, is what they were promising. As long as you can get across the border, you have Medicare for everybody, right? Everyone in the world, as long as you get sneaking, you're good to go, um... But how these things are going to affect you, right? And how they are not libertarian issues. And so with hopefully we start seeing more libertarians start coming out and saying they're going to run for the libertarian nomination. Then I can start focusing on these guys as well. And then at the end of July, you, start, you have the second round of debates on July 30th and July 31st. And I will be covering those. I've actually decided that I will. I'm going to go ahead and cover those both nights as well, because it's far enough apart, it's been, it'll has been, it be about a month apart, a month and a half apart uh, from the previous debates, so I won't be exhausted, but that stuff really exhausted me, and like everyone says, and I was saying it too, I felt like stabbing my eyes out, and popping my eardrums, and just, you know, I couldn't take it, I mean it was annoying listening to these people promise, but maybe a few of these idiots will drop out by then. I'm sure that's, actually, I'm not sure if that's the case or not, if they'll drop out, because if they can get in, they're going to get in, because that'll help them to sell more books. And then you got Mary Ann Williamson, I think was her name. She is the author that's also a spiritual spiritual healer or something. She is getting a lot of report, re, support from Republicans, because they want to see her crazy, crazy butt in this spirit debate too like she is getting support from republicans because she is as i said after the debate she seemed like she was confused she didn't seem like she knew what she was talking about and she just seemed like a crazy lady man and uh i think it'll be funny to see her in the debates as well but anyway guys go ahead and subscribe to the show come on back tomorrow and you will have clear vision for 2020 You guys know that I am always trying to feature people on the show or organizations on the show that are making a difference. Downsizedc.org. Man, are they making a difference. I mean, you could hear it. In the name of the organization, DownsizedDC.org, what they're trying to do is get legislation passed and they have a couple that are sponsored already by members of Congress in ways that are gonna make it so that, I mean, one of them, one of the things that they're trying to do is they're trying to make it so that every bill is only one item on that bill. And to me, that would be a very smart idea. It would get rid of all of the BS that's in these bills that are just, like, attached to a bill already. Like, there's a good bill that has a bunch of bad stuff attached to it. It'll get rid of those things. Uh, You guys need to check out DownsizedDC.org. They are trying to downsize DC, and I think that is something that we need to focus in on, as well as libertarians, is electing people that are willing to vote on bills like that in order to downsize DC. So check them out, DownsizedDC.org, and I'll have that in the show notes page today. You guys know how I do some funny intros every so often with my kids. Let them do it. So here is a little sample of the fun that we were having with it earlier today. No. Please. (laughs) Can I do it? All right. I on 2020 episode 129. Go. I (laughs) 2021. All right. Try it again. Ready? Go. I on 2020 episode 129. I 2020 on episode 29. No. I on 2020 episode 129. I 2020 episode I will not 9. I'll say on anytime I do it. It's I on 2020. Go. I on 2020 episode 9.